0: Welcome to another episode of Face Your Fears with Jordan Spears, and I'm Jordan Spears. Uh, You may have noticed that there is a theme song now. That's pretty cool. It's courtesy of my buddy Dan, who uh, made a theme song, which is super sick. So, shout out to Dan. Thank you. Uh, I feel legit now, which is pretty fun. Uh, We're going to watch the 1980 movie... Maniac tonight, uh, directed by William Lustig, or Bill Lustig, I don't know what he goes by. He's got a first name and then Lustig, so uh, that's pretty fun. Uh, I've heard good things. I have also seen the remake of this with Elijah Wood, which was pretty cool, uh, but I have heard that the original is a lot more like gross and gritty and uh, gnarly, which... I'm real on board with. Um, So we'll see. I assume I'm going to like it because I also dug Maniac Cop, which he did. One and two. Both of them are awesome. Maniac Cop 2 actually might be better than the first one. Although the first one has Tom Atkins. So it's kind of... It's a toss-up. But other than that, uh, yeah, let's hop into the movie. All right. Maniac. Alright, and we are back. And by we, I mean me. Because I'm just hanging out in my apartment watching this. Uh, Man, what a cool movie. Uh, It was a lot less of like a slasher movie and uh, way more of like a character study. A lot more Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer uh, over like Friday the 13th or The Burning. Uh, like, it's not, it's not really a fun movie. Like, um, yeah, it's, it's just, like, real mean and, uh, and gritty and kind of grimy. It's, it's really good, though. Uh, Joe Spinell plays the main character. Uh, Frank Zito, who's the, uh, the maniac. Uh, and he pretty much goes around and he stalks women and men. He, he's a... Equal opportunity killer. Uh, and uh, yeah, he, he kills them and uh, scalps women and puts them on mannequins. So that's pretty fun. Well, he puts the scalps on mannequins. He doesn't put the women. He scalps them and puts the hair on the head of the mannequin. He also has some very intense mom issues. Uh, and, and you find more of those out uh, as the movie goes along. It doesn't beat you over a head with it. Like, you, you kind of, I feel like everything unfolds, uh, pretty organically, but man, Joe Spinell, he was so good, uh, cause there are a few parts where he like interacts with people in like a normal way, uh, not like a, you know, I'm here to murder you kind of way. Well, it leads to that usually, but like he, he can pass off as like kind of an awkward dude, but like overall pretty normal uh and then yeah you just he he can slip into the uh the psychosis really well uh and this movie is very much centered around him i don't think there's a single scene uh that he's not in like uh you know the shot might or or the scene might begin like with another character um but he's always there like you know, maybe it'll show some people in a park doing something, uh, but then, you know, the camera will pan over or whatever, and then it's like, oh, okay, he's in the park with or near these people. So it's very much uh, centered around him. Uh, and then Carolyn uh, Monroe plays the, I don't know, not really a love interest, well, I guess kind of a love interest, sort of. Uh, and she was also really good. Uh, she was in the James Bond movie, The Spy Who Loved Me. That's where I recognized her from. So yeah, it was, it was cool seeing her in another movie, uh, besides that one. I'm sure she was in a whole bunch of other stuff, but that's just, you know, the immediate thing that jumped out to me. And then honestly, like the other main character of the movie is like New York City. Uh, like, there's some movies that were filmed around this time, like, 1980, like, early 80s, late 70s New York movies, I feel like, have, like, the city as, it's almost, it's more than a setting. Like, seeing the kind of dirty streets and, you know, Times Square and that time period and stuff, like, it really has, like, its own really, really specific vibe uh, which i really enjoy. Uh like i'm a huge fan of the warriors. Uh basket case is another movie that comes to mind that's really like New York is really its own thing. Uh this movie did a wonderful job of that. Uh just yeah, s- watching Frank uh stalk the streets and uh and and cruise around and stuff like it's it was really interesting. I mean I I grew up on the uh the west coast and so I haven't been to uh New York but apparently it's not as gnarly as it was uh in the 80s but uh I, I feel like in my head whenever I think of it I always think of like uh a movie like Basket Case or now a movie like this or uh just the the way this one certain comic uh writer uh writes about New York Garth Ennis like, I feel like he does an incredible job of uh, of writing about New York. So, you know, if you want to read some comics uh, that characterize New York in an interesting way, check out Preacher. Because that comic series is awesome. But anyway, back to Maniac. Tom Savini is also in this movie. Uh, he's not in it like a ton, but... He's in it for uh for a couple of scenes. And it's always kind of cool seeing Tom Savini like do more than just the special effects in a movie. Like he always uh comes across as very memorable. Uh like uh his character in like Dawn of the Dead or from Dusk till Dawn. That was man, he was great in that. Uh and he's really good in this too. Um for the, you know, scene that he's there. Uh speaking of Tom Savini though, he did the effects and man, this is like peak uh Tom Savini gnarliness. He he does a really, really good job uh of just you know, there is some head explosions or a head explosion and that's awesome. I mean it's it's Dawn of the Dead, you know, that, that level of quality of like ooh, man that looks like a real head blown up there's there's some stabbings and stuff and yeah all all of that is just handled really really well uh the effects are top notch and uh yeah overall this movie is just like I'm going to be thinking about it for a while it's uh it's an uncomfortable movie because like y- you are so centered on the main character and him just having a gnarly time, you get sucked in. Uh, and and like I said, it, it is a lot more of a character study, I think, than like a run-of-the-milk slasher movie. It's good. Um, I could definitely see myself throwing this into pretty regular rotation because, man, Joe Spinell's uh, performance in this is just... I mean, it carries the entire picture. Uh, and he also co-wrote it, and so I feel like co-writing it and then playing, like, the main character, I feel like that's, like, you almost have an advantage as, like, an actor. Because, like, since you wrote the script and everything, like, you're already in the mindset of the character because you, like, help make it. Uh, also, I'm completely talking out of my butt right now. I don't know, I've never acted in a movie or anything. I did a couple of real short things, but I've never like written and then, you know, all that stuff. But I just feel like you would you would be able to, you know, just get way more inside the mind of the characters and stuff if you had a hand in creating them. And so yeah, he just Whew! he's really good. Uh and and then like there's just some cool camera stuff. Uh there's a point where blood like comes down over the uh the camera like the lens. And that was really neat. Uh, The movie does a really good job of building tension. I don't get scared or, you know, nervous. Like, I don't feel nervous or anything when I watch movies. Uh, But there was one scene where he's inside a woman's apartment uh, that actually, like, got me, which was pretty cool because, I mean, it just never happens. Uh, So, you know... Thank you for making me feel something. Uh Michael Lustig, Bill Lustig. I uh I appreciate that. I I don't get to feel my heart race uh when I'm watching movies too much. So definitely dig it. But yeah, like it, it really does do like a great job with the tension and stuff too. Like there's a chase scene uh that goes through like the subway and stuff and like that was really cool and really well done. And I mean when when I say like the movie's uncomfortable like there there are parts where like I wouldn't say that it goes on too long with like the killing because you know I'm I like special effects and gore and all that stuff. I feel like it goes on for a realistic amount. Like there's a a strangling scene and uh yeah, it it lasts a while but it's not gratuitous i guess is how i would say it like it lasts a while cuz it takes a while to kill somebody that way uh from what i've heard i've heard that it takes several minutes man yeah it's uh it's it's intense just <laughs> it really is uh i i would say if you can handle like if you think that you have like a strong uh constitution Definitely give it a, a shot. I thoroughly, like, 100% recommend this movie. Definitely not a beginner horror movie, but it's... if Like, if you're into Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer and you haven't seen this, check this movie out. Because it's... They're kind of in the same vein, uh, and they're just... Really, man... Th- yeah, this movie's just really good. I, I'm having a hard time coming up... Uh, with more things to say about it besides just like, man, this is a really good movie. Uh, I'm kind of bummed that it took me so long to watch it, uh, but now I'm really happy that I watched it. Uh, and I know it is streaming on Shudder right now, so if you if you do have Shutter, uh, it, it is on there. Uh, I watched it on like a two disc collector's edition Blu-ray uh, that I got from Blue Underground. And uh, especially for a movie that came out in 1980, the picture quality and stuff on that is pretty good, uh, and it is chock-full of special features, which I'm excited to dig into. Yeah, other than that, just, whew, uh, it was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was quite the movie. I just, man, Joe Spinell, I can't say enough about how great of a performance he put on and and the score and stuff was really good. It almost felt like uh, an Italian movie, and I don't really like I I haven't seen a ton of Italian horror movies, but like they kind of have this certain vibe, uh, and I feel like this movie kind of had it, but I can't quite put my finger on how or why. Uh, it just reminded me of that. Which is really cool, like, I, yeah, the the whole movie was just really interesting. All I gotta say is go check it out, uh, if you have the opportunity and think you can handle it. I mean, the, the poster, like, (laughs) the movie poster itself, like, I feel like if you look at that, uh, you'll know if it's up your alley or not, because it's literally, like, uh, it's a painted picture, and you see, like, the, ah, maybe, like, belly button down, uh on a on a dude standing there and he's got a knife and then just like a scalp and then that's what he's holding like in the in the painting uh and you just see his boots uh and pants and stuff and that and there's like a puddle of blood uh underneath and it's like such an iconic movie poster uh but it kind of lets you know like hey this movie doesn't pull punches because it does not so yeah Go watch Maniac, and if you feel like you can't handle Maniac, just go watch any other horror movie. Like, seriously, everybody, just watch more horror. That's, uh, I feel like that's going to be the motto of the show. Watch more movies, but if you can, watch more horror movies, because they're fun. Even though this one wasn't necessarily fun, but I really enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, and I could see this movie being a big influence on a lot of stuff that came after it, like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, or uh, even like the, um, the Joker movie that came out with Joaquin Phoenix. I could almost see a little bit of that uh, in there. And also in Maniac Cop 2, there's like a, a killer, like serial killer dude uh, that's in it besides the Maniac Cop. And it seems like it's almost an homage to uh, the character in Maniac, which is kind of cool. I feel like from now on I'm going to kind of keep my eye out and see what uh, references to this movie I can kind of pick up on stuff. Also, I probably won't do an episode on the remake, but that movie was also really good. I haven't seen it in several years, so like I can't really say how faithful of a remake it is. Like, uh, I mean the, the basic gist of it is the same. Uh, but one thing that was kind of interesting is it's all filmed like first person. Uh, Elijah Wood plays like the, uh, the Joe Spinell character and yeah, the whole movie, like you're seeing it through his eyes, which is kind of interesting. I hadn't seen a, 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 horror movie where the, the whole thing was the POV shot. So that was kind of neat. But yeah, definitely 100%. Go check out Maniac. Uh, it's it's really good. Um, I'm excited to uh, dig into these special features. So, heck yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, thank you guys for listening. Always appreciated. Uh, hope you guys dig the new theme song, because I do. I'm thinking about making like uh, an email uh, for the podcast so that like if any of you guys want to get in touch with me and recommend movies or uh, anything like that, just talk horror, whatever, I am on board uh, because I'm trying to get into Italian movies and uh, I don't really know where to start. Like I've already seen Suspiria and Zombie uh, or Zombie 2. Uh, and, uh, the beyond and demons one and two and city of the living dead. I'm trying to think, I feel like I've seen maybe one or two other Italian horror movies. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get into that. Um, so I have a few things on the way, uh, in the mail right now on, uh, uh, stage fright is on, uh, on the way, which I'm pretty excited to check out cause I saw a trailer and it looked really cool. I just got Delirium, which looked really neat, uh, based on little bits and pieces of it that I saw in this really cool uh, horror documentary called In Search of Darkness. Uh, they're both there's there's two of them. They just announced a third, uh, and they are both on Shutter as well. So they're long. They're like four hours each. Uh, so if you got the time, hundred ha- percent, like. I cannot recommend uh In Search of Darkness enough. Check them out. They're really good. It's one of those things where I watch it. I've seen them a couple of times each. Uh but every time I'm like all right, like making like filling up my Amazon cart to buy more movies as I uh <laughs> as I watch it. So yeah, if you guys have any recommendations for Italian horror that I haven't seen, that you know aren't stuff that I listed. I also just got Nightmare City. I don't remember if I said that or not. Uh, And then, ooh, uh, went and saw the new Candyman movie on Sunday, and that was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Candyman is one of my favorite horror movies of the 90s. Um, So seeing this, uh, the new one, was just really cool. Uh, They expanded on the lore in ways that I thought was really, really great. And that's kind of all I have to say about that. I mean, I I feel like I'll do an episode on it uh, when it eventually comes out on Blu-ray. And then I can give it a rewatch. So, yeah, other than that, I hope you guys are having a good week or day or whatever. And uh, I will talk to all of you again soon. Oh, also follow me on social media and stuff. It's uh, the initials of the show for my Instagram, and then I have a Facebook group that's just the title of the show, and I don't have a Twitter or anything yet, but when I make one, I will let all of you know. So, alright, talk to you guys later.